0: His courage is historic. Leon Jackson was born in the 1930s, right here in Florida. He needed a job and was encouraged to apply for a spot with the St. Petersburg Police Department in the 1960s as an officer. Many other police officers integrated St. Pete Police with him. They became known as the Courageous 12.
1: It was just like yesterday, and it was October 3, 1963.
0: You put your hand up and took the oath? Oh, yes. And when they gave you that badge, what did you think?
1: Well, we didn't get the badge right away. We got the badge about a week prior of graduating from the police academy. The police academy was uh, six weeks. Officer James Kang approached me about becoming a police officer. At first, I told him I didn't want to become a police officer, and he told me, see, they need some more colored police officers. They go down down and fill out an application. So Officer Freddie Crawford was working with Officer King and Officer Freddie Crawford got in the recruiting process of me and they talked me into going down and filling out an application. And I went to fill out an application, took the test and passed it and they hired me.
0: This was the same year that Dr. King gave his iconic, I have a dream speech.
1: We could not investigate complaints from white citizens. We could not work in a white neighborhood. We could not arrest whites during that time.
0: At that time, they wore department
1: blues, but they were black. We were just a half police officer because we didn't have the full authority as the white police officer. And I recall when uh, we would arrest an African-American person or give an African-American person a ticket they would tell us that you're nothing but a half police officer. They said, well, I wouldn't have the job because I cannot, you cannot work in a white neighborhood, you cannot investigate complaints from white citizens, you cannot arrest whites. And I didn't say anything because I know they were telling the truth.
0: Mm, that had to sting, hearing that yeah, from, it did. from from people in your own neighborhood that had to sting. Oh, yes. So how did you deal with that every day coming home? How did that make you feel?
1: It made us feel less than a full pledged police officer.
0: Integration, but not really. Leon says there were reminders of who they were and who they were not everywhere.
1: We decided to request a meeting with the chief of police to present some complaints of racism at the St. Petersburg Police City department that was against us the chief of police met with us twice and he didn't do anything about our complaint so after those two meetings weeks passed and we still didn't hear from the police chief so we requested a third meeting and the chief of police refused to meet with us anymore so our leader a very good leader officer Freddie crawford said let's sue him and that's how it got started about the lawsuit.
0: When he said, let's sue him, what did you think?
1: Well, what happened is this. We told Freddie, said, look, man, you're putting us on the spot. you know the police department can suspend us or even fire us for filing a lawsuit. And Freddie said some choice words, some words I can't see because they were X-rated when Freddie said let's sue him again. He said it again. And Freddie said they're no good. They ain't gonna do nothing. And he was saying some x-rated words. And I'm cleaning it up as what Freddie said when he said let's sue them. So I remember one of the officers say look, you think we ought to think it over before we vote? And Officer Charles Holland said Either you want to vote or you don't want to vote. There's no, You don't have to think it over. We should go ahead and vote on it right now. And right then we voted, and all 12 of us voted to file a lawsuit.
0: So what did you tell your wife?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, we told them point straight that uh, we voted to file a lawsuit. and. We told them we might, can, we might be able to get fired and we might get fired or suspended. And we told them that it's, we're doing it better because we felt that we were treating unjust.
0: What does it take to take down white supremacy? Does it take, it, it, it sounds like it took a lot of courage in that moment among you officers. It takes a lot of courage.
1: And uh, I often say that lawsuit separated the men from the boys. We stood our ground and we did not back down. And when you see something in jest, you got to stand up for what you know is right. And that's what we did. We put everything on the line. We could have lost our families, we could have lost our jobs, our homes, our cars, our bills could have went unpaid for. But we sacrificed to make it a better, fair, equal police department for African Americans.
0: Was it worth it?
1: Yes, it was worth it.
0: Here's how.
1: To look back and see how that lawsuit paved the way for many African Americans in law enforcement, not only on the St. Petersburg Police Department, it paved the way for African Americans in law enforcement in the entire nation, and it should be known. And we were the Jackie Robertson of police integration. We were the new frontier in law enforcement. We stood our ground and we did not back down.
0: You were under fire. And you took an oath, and you applied that oath to the very department that was putting you under fire.
1: Yes, we took an oath, but then again, it doesn't have to be, we didn't have to stand up and see white police officers had full authority while we
0: African-Americans. The whole lawsuit process took roughly three years, starting in 1965. Here's what that did.
1: March 31st and April 1st of 1966, we went to federal court in Tampa, and Judge Joseph Lieb ruled against us. So we came back, and our attorney officer, Sandlin told us that the judge had ruled against us and officers, uh, judge, uh, Attorney Sanderlin said he would contact the NAACP and ask the NAACP to file an, uh, an appeal for us at no cost. And the NAACP filed an appeal for us at no cost. And on August 1st, 1968, the 5th Circuit Court of Appeals in New Orleans Louisiana ruled in our favor and we had won that lawsuit. And that lawsuit happened directly in the middle of the Civil Rights era. Mm-hmm. Remember when I said that we filed a lawsuit on May 11, 1965, 1965 was the same year the Selma to Montgomery Rice took place. 1965 was the same year that President Lyndon Johnson signed the Voting Rights Act. Remember when I said we filed, we won the appeal on August 1st, 1968. Mm. 1968 was the same year that Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. was assassinated. Yes. So it happened directly in the middle of the Civil Rights
0: era. And in 1965, Malcolm X was killed
1: exactly.
0: So I'm thinking 63 Medgar Evers, 65 Malcolm X, 68 Dr. King, and in the midst of all that, as you mentioned, this took place with you. You all eventually win. What did you win with that?
1: Well, we won to, for African Americans in law enforcement, for The betterment of not only St. Petersburg police officers, but we won for the betterment of African American officers in the entire city. And note, now this lawsuit didn't only help African Americans in law enforcement, Mm -hmm. this lawsuit helped African Americans to get jobs in City Hall. This lawsuit hoped. African-American to get jobs in the county building. It hoped African-Americans to get jobs in the court system. It hoped African-Americans to get jobs on the fire department. When we filed a lawsuit in 1965, there were no African-Americans on the fire department. Five years later in 1970, they start hiring African-Americans on the fire department. City Hall in nineteen sixty-five, the only African Americans were working in City Hall was the one that was doing Johnny Toro work. Same as the county building. The court system was controlled by all whites. All white judges, all white prosecutors, all white public defenders, all white clerks, all white secretary, all white bailiff. And that lawsuit opened the door for African-Americans in those departments.
0: And so, <laughs> you essentially put that old system under arrest.
1: Yes. We, that lawsuit opened the door for African-Americans in so many avenues in St. Petersburg.
0: There were other firsts.
1: I was the first African-American police officer assigned to work in an all-white neighborhood.
0: What'd you think walking around that neighborhood?
1: Well, I was in a patrol car, but I never, I, people often asked me, did I have any problem? I did not have any problem. Why? Because I treated people the way I would like for a police officer to treat me, and I did not have any problem.
0: Leon wrote a book about the whole experience, URBAN BUFFALO SOLDIERS, THE STORY OF ST. PETERSBURG'S Courageous 12.
1: WE OPENED THE DOORS, THAT LAWSUIT OPENED THE DOORS FOR MANY, MANY PEOPLE Uh, IN ST. PETERSBURG AND AROUND THE COUNTRY. AND I SEE A LOT OF AFRICAN-AMERICANS GOING UP IN THE RANKS IN LAW ENFORCEMENT AND many of them don't even know about this lawsuit. Many of them don't even know what the Courageous 12 did to make it a better, more fair, just law enforcement area. And I would love for this lawsuit to be exposed around the country and it needs to be known around the country, ABC, CBS, NBC, CNN, all your major televisions, all your major newspapers, re- New York Post, Washington Post, New York Times, Detroit Free Press, Los Angeles Times, Atlanta journal General- Constitution, all the major newspapers should start publishing this lawsuit because it opened the door for many, many, many people of African
0: heritage. Who gave you guys the name Courageous 12?
1: <laughs> That's a good question. That letter, that uh, lawsuit came out in March 25th of 2007. And I start hearing people start talking about the courageous twelve. I think might have been uh, Chief Goliath Davis and some of the officers down at the police station gave it as the courageous twelve. I think that's where it came from.
0: Leon told me his book is required reading for new officers with St. Pete Police. He also shares his story our story with schools across Tampa Bay. And most recently, he joined me on a panel following a Black History Month special, a whole question and answer session. We do these podcasts bi-weekly, so be sure and check out previous episodes. And until next time, have a good one.